Hello and welcome back to another episode of Media Munchers. I'm Atheon. And I'm Adrian. And we got a lot to do today. First, I want to get into the news with you, Big Apple. Um, I spoiled it for you, or I guess you spoiled <laughs> it for you a little bit, but it's, it's exciting. I just yeah. saw this on my feed. Netflix's live-action Avatar The Last Airbender cast Paul Sung-hyung, I think I said that right, Paul Sung-hyung Lee as Uncle Iroh. Um, and we even have a picture up here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting because have you seen uh, Kim's Convenience? I've seen a few episodes. I haven't. Uh, my family's gotten pretty yeah. into it lately, like almost religiously. We're watching it like every night. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, there's like five seasons of it. And okay. uh, I think we're already on season three or four and it's been like a month. And um, yeah. man, we love him. He's he's great. He's freaking hilarious. He plays the yeah, uh, yeah, shopkeeper, the dad of the family, the mm-hmm. patriarch. Yeah, Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim, exactly. Yeah. And um, I don't know how I feel about Netflix doing a live adaptation of Avatar because the animated version was so good. Yeah. But... I feel a little happier that we'll see some sort of, you know, live action Iroh. And I think he's like the perfect mm-hmm. choice. Like, I can't think of anyone else. Now that I hear that, I'm like, oh, no, he's it. That's yeah. it. You uh, think they're going to go uh, more towards the comedic side of Avatar? Or do you think they're going to uh, lean more towards the series? Uh, I don't know. Uh, seeing, seeing his casting, it, it does make me feel, at least seeing just a few, few episodes, uh, seeing his character, uh, it does seem like, they might be going more of the comedic side. I really am hoping that way because he definitely plays comedy more often than not. Because I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it is a sitcom, a sitcom, right? So right, right. Uh, he does comedy really well, and I think he could do Iroh's mm-hmm. comedy extremely well. Yeah. Uh, I am hoping they don't dilute it and make it just soppy, sad, crying drama twenty four seven. Like I, I would hope, even if it is mostly drama, that he is the like the brevity and like the levity in it. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like breaking the ice and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. Uh, I really do hope they lean into his comedic chops because he's definitely got them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I could see him messing with the the gang as they call it, like so much. It's gonna be great. Um. One last thing while we're on the topic of live action Avatar. Do you think they're going to do like um like kind of a beat by beat of the animated uh story, the books? Um, or do you think they're going to I like I think they I think they've said that they they are going to go kind of beat by beat mm-hmm. take the main uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. Um but I think they are trying to expand upon them as well. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um I guess that that comes 2022, huh? There's no way they're just dropping this year. Probably. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That, that. that little bit of casting got me excited. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, me too. Um, we're going to switch gears into um, some, some fun technology. It's actually really cool, though. Uh, you brought this to my attention. You want to yeah. go ahead and read that headline for me, Big Apple? Yeah, it was um, uh, adaptive headlights are now coming to the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't even know these existed. I mean, granted unless you have like a newer car with like LEDs or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're just going to have like the old school, whatever they were, halogen or just the, 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 te- the old school bulbs. Right. Right. And so uh, a lot of these are LED and LED lights. I have mixed feelings about in general on the road. Cause like there's some people who just like leave their high beams on 24 yeah. seven and I'm dying. <laughs> and this is going to fix that. Cause I'm tired of being blinded when I'm doing like 40 on like an access road or something. Yeah. And long story short, <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the description they give here, it says, say you're driving on a dark road off the highway and a car approaches from the opposite direction. The headlights see this, shut down the cluster of lights that would end up blinding the other driver in oncoming traffic, and keep your lane completely lit with as much light as possible. This technology can do this for multiple cars, too, if different lanes. Um, that's explaining the adaptive headlight te- technology. Right, right. And that's really interesting, because <clears throat> that begs the question, it's like, okay, are we going to design... I mean, these already exist, I'm sure, because you know, it's now coming to the U.S., but are they going to design bigger and better ones with even more LED lights and more capability? Because if you're losing, like, let's say, 40% of your headlights you know to accommodate one person you know coming mm-hmm. by how much of the road are you actually gonna be able to see still so i thought that was interesting right um, yeah but 
in in concept in theory this is a great idea because i'm trying to save these eyeballs big a and i'm not trying to wear <laughs> right yeah. you know night driving glasses um would you go let me ask you this is this feature so important that you'd go out of your way to get a new car or a used new car um, if you had the money to get it or is it just a nice to have and you hope to see more of it no yeah i i think it's just nice nice to have mm-hmm. it, it's good that that we're getting new technology like that yeah uh, in the u.s cause there's a lot of exciting things i think yeah. Many uh, car manufacturers are trying to go like all green, all electric mm-hmm. by like 2035 as soon as then, which is not that far away. It's like maybe 12 years. Yeah. Like having an all electric fleet. I think GM is doing that. One of right, the American yeah. auto- automakers. So. And Tesla, as I recall, has like 79% of the electric vehicle market share right now. So everyone's mm-hmm. vying for a piece of the pie. Ford, uh, Amazon's or Jeff Bezos back, Rivian, like all these companies are going after them. So yeah. It's really exciting. It's getting spicy. We're going to have some spicy vehicles coming in the future, <laughs> Big A. Yeah, definitely. Hold on. While we're on the topic, how do you feel about um, self-driving, like full self-driving? Not this, like, let me touch the wheel, like Tesla. I'm talking, like, no wheel, like, 10 years from yeah. now when they, like, figure oh, out I'm ready out. for it. You ready I, for it? I don't mind I'm ready driving. to go to sleep and be driven <laughs> to where I got to go. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to entertainment news. This one really excited the, the film nerd in me. So Disney Plus is to launch 13 Marvel movies in IMAX expanded aspect ratio starting, well, last Friday, November 12th. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could, we started watching Shang-Chi in the IMAX format, and I was just I like, too. this is so beautiful. I love yeah. this. Where has this been all my life? <laughs> um, there was some controversy about this. Like, even on Twitter, people were blowing up saying, like, you know, that's meant to be, you know, viewed on the IMAX screen only. Like, this mm. is degrading it. Like, you can never have the same experience at home. I mean, where do you, where do your thoughts lie with all of that? Um... Well, I, I think ultimately, like, to enjoy a movie, it's just about, like, what, like, just, like, uh, just picking a movie. I don't know. <laughs> 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 this makes sense. Um, like, okay, let me ask you yeah, straightforward. Yeah, what do, you, what do, you... do you agree, like, with these, like, snobs <laughs> who are, like, you can only enjoy the IMAX format, which is just a little taller. You get, like, 26% more screen yeah, real yeah, estate. Yeah. You see more of the picture. Right. More of the CG and all that um like do you think like you could only enjoy that on a 300 foot screen or you like if you had a sufficient screen at home or like is it um, killing the cinema experience by watching that on your phone you know what i mean like are well, you destroying I mean, the filmmaker's yeah, vision that's already a thing right yep. to, to watch a movie like the imax enhanced that doesn't really no that's new right, well yeah that's new but what are you what are you asking i'm asking <laughs> are the people <laughs> screaming on twitter about you yeah. saying no shame on you you can only watch imax ratio movies in the theaters, that's how specific? dare you watch it? That's specific. I, I think that's too specific. That's what to, they're yelling about. To really like care about. Yeah. I, I mean, people <laughs> people will yell about anything on Twitter, Big A. This is Twitter. You would you would know you're on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, I'm gonna throw my hat in there and say I think it doesn't matter that much. I no. think it enhances my experience. And um, Disney owns these, right? And they let right, right. they let the theatrical run make its money. They don't. They're not taking away from tickets and IMAX. Like Shang Chi was out like what a month and a half ago. Or maybe um, two months ago now, like it's been a minute. Yeah, something like that. Like they had their theatrical run. They yeah, made yeah. their millions of dollars. I think it was over. a forty-five day run, like in the theater, at, right? at least, like yeah, at, least, at least minimum. 45. And my thing is, is like, why would we lock up all this extra filmmaking and all this extra like CG work in a vault? Like, let us see it. Like, I have a pretty large TV downstairs. Not a flex. It's just the truth. And <laughs> it's watching yeah. Shang Chi on that was crazy, especially yeah, in the yeah, IMAX yeah, format. Like, it lent itself to it like really well. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. If people want to be snobby about watching it on the phone, that's one thing, I guess. But I really didn't mind I it. I mean, yeah. If, if you're going to watch it on your phone, you're going to watch it on your phone. You can't stop people from doing that. You exactly. know what I mean? Well, controversy aside, <laughs> there's actually 13 uh, titles available in this IMAX enhanced format. Um, right, right. 
there's a whole bunch of them, including, you know, Shang-Chi, of course, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thank God they did Infinity War and Endgame because yeah. those were shot entirely on IMAX. Right, and right. I want to be able to relive at least a semblance of that experience. It was crazy because mm-hmm. I literally I saw uh, Infinity War at least four or five times in theaters. Uh-huh. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> I saw Infinity War like four or five times in theaters and I saw it the first time in IMAX and I saw it the second time in like a normal formatted theater. And I could tell even from the opening scene, I was like, wow, I'm losing a lot of real estate here. Like I'm losing a lot of the film. Mm. Um, it was a similar experience. It was still epic, but it just wasn't as epic. So I'm glad they brought that back. Another small thing that was interesting is that I don't think Iron Man, the first one, which is included on this list, was even shot in IMAX cameras, oh. which was weird. I have to like go double check that. Oh. But I was like, this is a 2008 movie. And I don't think. Yeah. I mean, maybe there was one scene, maybe like the, but like not the whole movie. That's weird. And I wonder how <laughs> they're going to handle that because. Yeah, is that games like, like Civil War. I mean, movies like Civil War. Mm-hmm. They only had like certain sequences, like the airport scene, right, shot right, in IMAX cameras. The rest of them were normal, like cinema cameras, normal aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're gonna see like widescreen and then cut to full screen because it's IMAX time on Disney Plus, oh, right. and then back to like you know widescreen on those kind of movies. I'll have mm-hmm. to check, not to see. But some um, movies do that though, and I, I don't like Nolan's films do that. Yeah, do you think it takes takes you out when you watch that? Mm, it can, like Michael Bay. Like mm. when it, when it's like Transformers and the aspects ratio is changing from like shot to shot. Yeah, yeah. That throws true. me off because that's extreme. Like it's but like these movies are pretty chaotic no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. So. You're gonna get a headache or a migraine watching his films yeah. for sure. But I'm saying <laughs> that's the extreme. Like I mean, if anything, it brought me in more in Civil War because it was done so intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on the film and I guess how you're watching it. Go yeah. back to that argument. Um, but yeah, it, it takes me out when it's like the extreme of Michael Bay for sure. <laughs> But um, it's all exciting. It's all good news for entertainment lovers, I, I would say. I yeah. mean, how else would we have seen it before? This is the first time that's come to anything, like being able to see an IMAX format at home. Mm. So exciting to me. True. Um, we'll take a quick little break, and then when we come back, we got some trailers to watch Big Apple? Yep. All righty. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> well, we got to pre-order those IMAX tickets as soon as possible, Big Apple. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Spider-Man Monday is what they call it. Spider-Monday. Okay. Man. Yeah, that was so weird. But um, <laughs> man, that was a great second trailer. Hold on, hot take. Yeah. Did they show too much, or were they just confirming what we all knew? I don't know that they're showing too much. I feel like I kind of put the whole story together. Yeah, a little bit, but I I also think that they're they're hiding more than what we, we've seen. They do that in like a lot of trailers for yeah. sure. I mean, like we knew most of the villains were going to be there and i think it's pretty safe to say we all know that the other spider-man will show up you know in what mm-hmm. capacity or how, for how long i don't know yeah. um you know they might have been edited out of that big you know final fight with the statue of liberty um mm-hmm. but it's really interesting how we're, we're taking through a lot of assumptions and beats here like i love how dr strange is like oh the spell you botched it's like bro you were casting it what are you what are you going on about you're supposed to be the yeah. sorcerer supreme like don't put that on the kid <laughs> but uh that was just my opinion um, I thought it was really interesting how we kind of called what uh, Doc, Doc Ock was talking about, like on the bridge where he assumed, they're like, why did he say hello, Peter? He's assuming that it's oh, right, his Spider-Man. Right. And like, no, he yeah, yeah, realizes, he has oh, a similar costume. exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, well, you're not my Peter Parker, basically, is what mm-hmm. he was alluding to. Um, he, do you think he like takes the nanites from Peter's suit and like that's how he gets his upgrade to his arms? That, yeah, yeah, that could be a possibility. Because um, that was just out of nowhere. I was like, okay, new toy yeah, selling. Yeah, I, I wonder... It seems like maybe he, at some point, might be helping them out. That's what it looked weird, though, because it looked like they were keeping so, him kind of prisoner down there. But at yeah. the same time, yeah, he was helping him with the science and explaining things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he also mentioned, like, Dr. Strange was saying that you're going out there to fight ghosts. And that made me think, okay, hold on. 
let's go through all the Spider-Man live action. Let's start with Spider-Man one. Sam Raimi. Okay, gob. Uh, you know, Hobgoblin, whatever you want to call him, Green Goblin. He dies right at his own glider. Right. So he's for sure dead. So I can see why they use that explainer. Uh, Doc Ock. He dies, drowns, whatever, in the mm-hmm. end of the second one. Okay, get that. Um, Spider-Man three with like a bunch of villains. Sandman. Does he die? Is he his uh, happy no, no, he he. Uh, he like walks off in the sunset with his daughter, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, you know, he you don't see him with oh, his daughter, but he does. Daughter. He does like blow, blow away. away in the wind. That's that's vague. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, we uh, young boy goblin. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, uh, new goblin. You want to call him that? Whatever. Surfboard goblin. James Franco's that goblin. Did he oh, die? Okay. Yeah, he did. He he got stabbed by his own glider. As oh well. my god. Okay, poetic. I forgot that happened. So, somewhat, maybe. <laughs> I guess. Okay. They try to be at least. All right. And then, and then, hold on. There was a third villain. Okay. Uh, Venom. Well, Venom. What, Venom. What, came, what, what became a Venom? Did he die again? Uh, the symbiote. No, no. They both died. Um. Peter uh, trapped him in the in the little metal ding, bars. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, yeah like, you win. You took win. Took him out and then blew him up. <laughs> I forgot about Spider Man 3 is a fever dream. Okay, okay, so all of those villains are dead, right? Like, uh, in, well, the, no, in that I universe? I don't think Sandman is. Okay, I think that's Sandman open to interpretation. He's, he's, he's in purgatory, we'll call yeah. it. I don't know. Okay, that's the first trilogy. The second trilogy, if you would, Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield. Who was the first villain again? Was the it Lizard. Lizard? Did he yeah. die? He died. I think he was. Uh, um stabbed or shot okay something. we'll say he's dead i don't even remember power. that one that's so sad the ending. they were up on a, on the like power okay great something second one with electro and it was probably stuff with other villains too right yeah it was um electro and it was oh, Har- and new, harry, harry again yeah, but harry he again was, did he, he die was the goblin uh no 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 he he was sent to prison same thing i'm kidding uh <laughs> <laughs> and then electro did he die i think he died God, I, I think they so he, so he they died. so okay so they're right in the trailer. There are there are fighting ghosts like they, yeah, maybe yeah. they're snatched from their timeline like a minute before they die or something mm-hmm. like that. And that makes me believe that they are gonna have uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, because it almost doesn't make sense story like within their own like universe. So, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. there's the the story wouldn't work with them. it's almost like we're like retconning their universe or without them within uh within that movie yeah it's almost like we're retconning their universe it's like mm-hmm. they're about to do the final blow and then they get teleported and like where'd they go and then yeah. maybe they get like transported i don't know yeah, yeah it's all really wonky but what's even crazier is that um <sighs> there is so much going on here and in that last fight it seems like they're like the universe is tearing open and like mm-hmm. do you think there's gonna be a pretty resolution or are we going straight into dr Strange's Multiverse of Madness 2. Yeah, I don't know. I would like for them to do that. I would like for them to do that, I, too. I think that would be really uh, interesting. But I think there also needs to be a, a solid conclusion for, for Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's story. Yeah. That's so, another thing I'm worried about, too, is are they pulling yeah. Spider-Man 3? Like, is this too many characters? Or do you think they can pull it off this time with Marvel's help? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Big Apple? Hot take. I don't know. I, I kind of have a theory where they, they might... Um, like, the resolution... For the for the story might be uh, Peter has to go off into a like another universe, mm. like a, another yeah uh, another universe, and take care of it because that's where all the all those villains are sent to. Interesting. As, Maybe as a means to like high up their. Maybe I might have been I don't know smoking crack when I heard this, but <laughs> I thought I heard someone say that they were gonna shoot for a new trilogy. 
and it was gonna be peter parker mcu like our peter parker yeah um yeah. in college for the next trilogy and then at some mm. point be mentoring miles morales because i don't think he's gonna make an appearance in this one there's it's already mega stuffed and you wouldn't yeah, be doing yeah, him justice definitely. by just shoving him in here mm-hmm. um that being said i am interested to see if they keep it to just the three spider-man we've known in the past two decades or if they do sprinkle in some more multiversal Spider-Mans or save that for another Into the Spider-Verse live action type beat. You know what I mean? Because this yeah, is kind yeah. of like a soft Into the Spider-Verse thing in terms right. of like it's really just contained to the movies we've seen in live action. Mm-hmm. But then they might save it, you know, six, ten years down the line for busting it wide open with all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I wonder if they would even allude to uh, the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know if they're going to try and keep it separate for now. And then maybe mm-hmm. like on Spider-Verse 3, that's the big crossover or something, you know? Right. Right. We'll see. Hey, thoughts on that last uh, Gwen Stacy uh, reference? You oh know, yeah, that MJ was interesting. There, there was that one, and there was the uh, the Spider Man Three reference um, with Peter trying to catch the Goblin Bomb. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even catch that one. I feel like it, at, at least those were like homages. I think. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Well, I was thinking if they are gonna do like a they jump and help you save the day, I feel like that would be a good point for Andrew Garfield's uh, mm-hmm. web, web like <laughs> yeah, to show yeah. up and be like, I'm not gonna let this happen uh, to another homie. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Overall, a freaking great trailer. I'm glad we're going to see um, J. Jonah Jameson in person. Oh, yes. Looking like how he did in like Justice League or something. It's like a similar. Yeah, yeah. Look. He it loves those hats, like a, man. It's a very similar shot. It's a very yeah. similar shot. I was like, maybe <laughs> Batman and Soup yeah. showing up. We got the flash Yeah, that's cool that we're going to get more of him. Yeah, for I'm real. I'm glad it wasn't just that one off. Oh, of course. Yeah. And no, then no, no, I think he'd love to come back. And obviously he did. So, yeah, um, I, I, such a huge. Tra- OK, last question. You I think, know. We, go ahead. Oh, go okay. ahead. No, you uh, first. You first. Do you think he he will also do the Tobey Maguire Bit? version of him? Ah, dude, that would be crazy if they did that. <laughs> if they met each other? Yeah, yeah. Oh some, my some god, kind of corny that would be ass. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. If I no, I don't know. I, I would love it. <laughs> oh my! If he met Doctor Strange, he's like, it's already taken. Yeah. What if that version met our Doctor Strange? It's too much. We don't have time for that. Last question though. Last question. Yeah. How how long do you think the runtime is gonna be? Or how long dude, does it, I think it should it, be? I think it should be near three hours. I agree. Yeah. I agree completely because there's so much going on. Like I think two mm-hmm. hour thirty five minimum. Especially if they want they want this to be like a send off for for Tom Holland Spider Man. Mm. If they want to like separate them from the MCU. Oh, that's a good point, man. Um, because yeah, there's there's rumors that Venom, uh, with the post credit scene, uh-huh. uh huh, that he might be in in this one. In the well, yeah, of course. Like uh-huh. I could see him making an appearance or something, but yeah. it's it's all very up in the air. They're sharing arrangement. Like are they going to re- renew? Are they going to not? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have plans for either. Yeah. It's also confusing. I would like them to kind of like work out a balance. Like maybe maybe this is where they work in the Miles Morales story. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end. Uh they have some some sort of like small tie to it. Yeah. I mean, they already had a deleted scenes where they reference him by name in mm-hmm. I believe it was the second uh no no, no i think it was the first one Batman, yeah yeah with yeah. uh with um child gonna be enough. exactly yeah exactly so it's interesting <laughs> man we could talk this all day we gotta yeah. move on we gotta move on <laughs> um let's check out that other trailer you had uh what was it uh, yeah don't look up uh, yeah don't look let's up check it out i want to see what's up with that <laughs> okay wow I, I wasn't expecting that at all see yeah. that kind of ties into what that's interesting maybe i should have watched the uh trailer for red notice we'll get back to that but um <laughs> That's yeah. interesting because that gives me a very clear tone and message of like what this movie's gonna be about. And mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Like it's kinda like um there's a lot of like apocalyptic type movies. Like um Yeah. There's a lot. I, I don't get into it, but there's one that reminds me of that. It's uh, I forgot the name, but it's basically like a similar premise. I think Comet's heading to Earth and people are like living their last hours. I think maybe Steve Carell's in it or something. Oh okay. I don't know. But anyway, um hmm. 
It reminds me of that, except this is like turned up to 11. It's obviously looks as rated R. It's going to yeah. be a huge comedy. I'm excited for it. I, I like the premise of like everyone, no one takes them seriously. Because I feel like that's kind of what happens. Like, what, what can you do? Right. Everyone just like doesn't take anyone seriously and it's just all a bit yeah, a big I mean, farce it, and joke. It, it kind of parallels a little bit of what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could definitely say that. Because <laughs> um, everyone's just kind of like, what are you going to do? Right. So it's, it's awesome. I love when they hold a mirror up to reality like that. Um, December 24th, huh? There's a lot coming out this fall and mm-hmm. next year, especially. I'm excited. Yeah. And this movie's stacked with, uh, with yeah, actors. I was going to say it was yeah. ungodly amounts of talent in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the thing was Timothy Chalamet playing some sort of like teenage hobo stoner looking dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that tracks. Something like that. And then I was, I was geeking me out. I was like, okay, this is not the typical role I feel like I would see, uh, DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence choose. Mm. Like, to me, they've been pretty dramatic actors. Yeah. Not that they can't do comedy because they can, but it's just weird to see them in something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's a testament to the director Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he's also writing this one. He wrote, um, he wrote and directed the the Big Short. Yeah, I saw um, them dropping a bunch of stuff he did prior, and, previously. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Vice. And then what was that? Was there additional? Uh, let me go back. Was there additional like help with the writers and like Anchorman or something? I saw them name drop uh, that too. Oh yeah, point. yeah. So might have been Big Short, and then so that's the director of the Big Short and Vice. And Step Brothers and Anchorman. So he he directed all of those. Um, yeah, I I don't know that he did that. Is that what he? This is, is continuation. It says he directed. The oh, big okay, short vice okay. and then Step Brothers and Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're flexing. They can do both. They can do. He can do drama and comedy mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, yeah. He he's well. He started in uh, in comedy and and then he then went took over. on the big short. Well, but then oh, I have high hopes for this big. Yeah, album. yeah. Now hold on. Final question. Unless you have more, is this something <laughs> that you'd actually shell out money to go see in the theater, or are you just gonna check it out on Netflix? Dude, I would love to see this in the theater. Really? I, I think I think this is. Uh, this could be, because uh, this has a uh, similar energy to the Big Short and to mm-hmm. Vice. And uh, those were able to make, like, because like, it was about politics, mm-hmm. uh, Vice. Um, it can make those, those uh, less interesting topics exciting. Oh, I see. Um, that, that style of energy that, that uh, Adam McKay brings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this one will have that same feel and... Uh, be a good time in the theater so i think it, i think it's worth seeing all right big apple well, i guess we'll be checking that one out then <laughs> <laughs> um let's take a small break and then when we get back i'm going to give this review for uh red notice okay and we're back with our review of red notice um i'm going to jump right into my initial thoughts because i feel i felt two ways about this movie for for a minute and i'm going to get into it so like for starting off i really had no idea what to expect when i first heard about this movie and from the promo materials, I hadn't really watched a full trailer. I kind of just watched, like, you know, maybe interviews, them talking about it, and then, like, a couple of posters and stuff like that, little ads and stuff. Mm. I thought I was going to get some, like, buddy cop heist movie where, like, three of these characters, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and Dwayne Johnson, would, like, crack wise occasionally but still have tons of drama and high stakes. I thought yeah. this closer to, like, a Mission Impossible type movie that happened to be about heists. Yeah, or yeah, something I like got that. That same, that same. That's, that's the energy I was receiving. Uh, thought too. Yeah. So that's what I was expecting. Instead, what we got was like an Ocean's Eleven style heist movie where no one seems to be on the same page about like <laughs> what's going on. And like, you know, they're not on the same side of anything. And yeah. people are crossing him and them and them and him. And uh, like, you're just trying to keep up. You know what I mean? Um, and I noticed it's also played to be a comedy first and then kind of an action film second, mm-hmm. which is interesting because 
when I first saw that, I didn't really like it because of my preconceived like notions of what this movie should be. I was like literally projecting a movie onto screen <laughs> and it wasn't matching up what I was getting. And I was really okay, upset. Okay. I was like, what am I watching? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but then I watched it a second time and I retuned my expectations. And also I was a bit more sober the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and now that they were retuned, it was a lot more palatable. I'm not saying it was like a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it a lot more for what it was. Um, so... So um, as I was saying, the second time I watched it, it was a lot more palatable um, because, again, I readjusted my expectations. And that mm-hmm. being said, um, the movie was obviously like technically well done. Like that, that was out of the park. Being written and directed by Rawson, Rawson Marshall Thurber, who you may know uh, from writing mm-hmm. and directing Dodgeball back in 2004, but more mm-hmm. recently directing DJ in uh, Skyscraper 2018. Oh, right, right. So, I, you know, I would say thanks to the production, like letting Ryan Reynolds riff it kind of felt like there was two scripts going on during the movie. You know what I mean? And sometimes that helped it. Sometimes it hurt it. There was really great little gags, like lift with your neck and like little asides that Ryan Reynolds was really good at. Yeah. But at certain times I was like, okay, man, like reel him back production, just a little bit, like keep mm-hmm. him on, keep him on track. And it still was a little hard to follow um, the plot, but that was the point. I think it was like, it was also kind of a slight satire on those 90, 90s type movies, like those heist movies where it's all tropey. And like, you know, he even calls it out. Ryan Reynolds was like, you know, your interests are bullshit, Gal Gadot, like after she meets him in the Nazi layer or whatever yeah, towards yeah. the end of the movie. So, you know, all that, taking all that into consideration, it was it was a lot better the second time around. Did you ever get a chance to see it the second time or were you just disappointed after the first no, time? No, no, I was, I was disappointed <laughs> the first time. <laughs> talk talk to me about your disappointment. Talk to me about your disappointment. Man, it was hard to even get into the movie at yeah. the beginning. Like, I, I feel like um, it didn't have a strong opening. Um... Uh, it felt like just watching uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, and, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, just kind of like... Yeah, they, they didn't really have much much else going on in terms of yeah. uh, character. And uh, I, thought, I thought one of the shining moments was Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. I thought her, her acting uh, seemed to improve, or at least she had... Um, uh, she had... Um, a chance to show things that she hasn't before. Yeah, her charisma really shined through the brightest, I feel like. Yeah. Um, because with um she didn't really <clears> have to change her personality throughout the film. And this brings me to my next point about DJ. Um it was interesting to see Dwayne Johnson portray someone who's supposed to be Johnny Law mm. but not really go all the way. And that's for reasons because he is acting within a movie. You know what I mean? Like he's acting yeah. as if he is someone else when he's not. Cuz mm. He downplays a lot of the tropes we're used to seeing him in. Like, I was expecting a prison fight scene because the big macho Dwayne Johnson's supposed to, like, beat someone's ass, and he didn't do that. Yeah. I was expecting him to, like, I don't know, Superman that, that bull in the forehead, but he just got thrown over. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Of course he wasn't going to do that. But <laughs> it was interesting to see him get thrown around and be, like, the butt of the joke the whole movie. Or not mm-hmm. the whole movie, but for a lot of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, to me, was really, like, different. I don't know. I hadn't seen him in that position before. It was weird mm-hmm. him seeing him play, not against type, but, like, not with it either you know what i mean yeah it was yeah. a weird middle ground that i wasn't sure if i liked until like the end i guess mm. um i don't know if he's gonna do more of that going forward they did set up a tra- uh like not a trailer they set up a sequel right at the end where they're oh. all on the same page <clears throat> that is the movie i'm interested in seeing because this one felt like the characters were a little underdeveloped for the sake of just like we got to get through this and i agree with you at the top that intro with the whole like history channel explainer for the egg yeah. While it was necessary, <clears throat> it didn't get me riled up to see the movie. I was like, okay, like <laughs> no. what are we what are we doing? Is this an episode of like, you know, I don't know, 
ancient aliens or what, what am I watching? Yeah. And then it got into the heist <laughs> movie. So it was just, it was really interesting. Um, but they set up a lot of like small things there. The second time I caught a lot more jokes and stuff like that, but it wasn't like super remarkable. It was just like an acceptable film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think they could do better is what I'm saying. And yeah, I yeah. hope they do better in the sequel. Um, you think you think it's getting one or is there, I think it is will. They keep like, I keep seeing all these headlines about, oh, it's the biggest Netflix opening, yeah, yeah, 148 million hours watched. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, okay. Um, so, and that's another thing, too, I could have covered, covered in the news. Netflix actually changed their viewership and how they rate it. It used mm-hmm. to be that you only had to watch like two minutes of any content on Netflix, and that's a view. Right. But now they're revamping it because of all the criticism they got, and you have to, <laughs> which rightfully so, yeah. uh, you have to watch about 70% at least of the content for it to count as like a, a view or whatever, mm. or like, I guess it's hours watched. So they're making people be more thorough and actually more attentive to what they watch. So it's a more accurate count of streaming. Oh. Cause this is the future, like, yeah. like it or not, like, yeah, theaters are going to stay for a while, you know, cause it's always going to be cool to go see something on the big screen. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't have paid to see this in a theater or at no. least I would have regretted <laughs> if I did. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I'm glad I was able to just kick back at home and watch it. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Uh, any final thoughts on Red Notice or? Uh, no, not really. About it. <laughs> it is really about it. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. My rating. I don't think yours changed because you only saw it once. My rating the uh-huh. first time was like a three point five or a four, but okay. watching it the second time with the right mindset and understanding what they were going for, it's about a six point five or a seven. That's mm. pretty generous. But yeah. yeah, are you still at a solid? What was yours? Um, was like like a three or four or something? Yeah, maybe like a four. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This wasn't my kind of movie. Yeah, it was, I just like that. It was, it was too little of what it could have been. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a shell of what it could have been. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If they can make the sequel better, I'm here for it. So <laughs> hopefully they figure out what they want to do in that second one. Yeah. But um, I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, for Media Munchers, I'm Mathian. And I'm Adrian. And we'll catch you next time.